we are ready to hear the word of God, that our ears are open to his word so that we can understand. Remember what it says in Matthew, when you understand, he has to heal you. That's what it says. That they will understand with their heart and I should heal them. Once you understand, nothing is standing in the way. I don't care how long he's been there, he will heal you. So God give us understanding today. Amen. Arthritis, I don't care what it is. God's going to heal us. Amen. The Lord God has given us the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has given me. And I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. The message this morning is titled, Who has believed? Who has believed? That's taken from Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1. It says, Who has believed? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Who has believed our reports? So God has a report that He's wanting to deliver to you, and all He's asking from you is believe. Nothing more. Do nothing more. Just believe the report. And God's report is so incredible. So God is announcing to us, He's saying, Who will dare to believe? And when you dare to believe, His arm, His mighty arm, is going to be revealed to you. That means you will be healed. Nothing can stand in your way if you will believe. So the question is, who has believed? Not going to, has believed. Our report. You see, God always wants to bless us. God in heaven thought to himself, I want to still bless man, even though he has sinned. I must prepare a way for myself to still reach out to them and bless them. They need my blessing. And God thought to himself, how am I going to do this and still be a just God and a righteous God and still bless them even though they have sinned? I've got to make a way for myself to be able to reach them. They were created in my image. I still love them. Even though they've gone the other way, they've gone astray, I still love them. I still need to reach them. And God thought, it's going to be costly. It's going to be painful. But I'm willing. I will pay the price. I'm still, I can't hold back. I've got to do something. And so God made a way to be able to reach us. He made a way so that He can reach you and bless you. To put away what was standing in the way, sin. By putting everything on His Son. And after He's done that, the way is open for God. And look, He's already done that. And God's saying, who has believed? Because all he's asking from us is faith, believe what he has done. 
And then he tells us in Isaiah chapter 53, verse, beginning from verse 4, 4 through 5, he says, Surely he has borne our grief. No doubt about it. Whatever pain you're going through, Jesus bore them for you. So that you won't have to bear them. Surely he has borne our grief and carried away our sorrows. He said, yet we esteem him stricken by God and afflicted. Now, what that means, if you go back to uh, Matthew, I believe Matthew chapter 19 verse 7, the Jews said, by our law, he ought to die. In their mind, he has, because he said, I am the son of God. In other words, he said, I am God. In the time, a son of a man is a man, okay? A son of a dog is a dog. So when Jesus said, I am the son of God, they knew he was saying, I am equal to God. I am God. And they said, by the law, he ought to die. Because he has sinned against God. So they were thinking in their mind that he was paying the price for his great sin against God. But the Bible says, but he was wounded. It wasn't his sin at all. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. It was because of us, not because of him. He was bearing our sins. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. The punishment that we should have received, God took it away. Punishment for sin, put it on his son. And if you read in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 11, he says, God will see the travail or the labor of his soul. And God will say, he's done it. You heard the scripture on the cross? It is finished. He will see the travail of his soul, or the, the labor, you know, labor like in birth, labor of his soul, and God says, it's done. He was wounded for our transgression. When he says, surely he has borne our grief, the Hebrew word that was translated grief actually means sickness. Listen, surely he bore your sickness. If he's borne your sicknesses, you don't have to bear them. If you must bear them, then it was useless for him, for God, to put it on his son. And that was God's own prerogative. He decided this is what he wanted. You're going to reject it? Or you're going to accept it? Who has believed our report? Doesn't matter whether you're a priest or pastor or just another man in the street. If you believe, God's pleased. God's pleased. And He'll hit you. Bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And by His stripes, we're healed. You know, see, if you can see the pain that Jesus went through, we preachers, we like to make people see that in their minds. But think about it. 39 whips that's with all kinds of stuff, taking flesh from your skin. And you, you're tied to something. 
and you know it's going to be 39 by law, and the first one comes on your back, and it's so painful, and you think 38 more. Jesus bore every one of them. When he said the word by his stripes, that's what he was doing. That's the way God did it. So that you don't have to. You know how painful that was? That was God himself going through that. So that I don't have to bear the pain of any sickness or any disease. By his stripes, we were healed. Spiritually. And God says, when you believe, you draw it from 2,000 years ago. And you manifest it in the natural right here. Can I hear an amen? That's what God's done. You manifest here, right here. When you believe, all we like sheep have gone astray, every one of us, but God has laid upon him the iniquity of us all, and we can come back home now. Amen? You read the prodigal son, story of the prodigal son, how, I mean, the greatness of his welcome by his father. As if nothing happened. God received him. Every one of you, you can come back home to God today. Doesn't matter where you've been. Doesn't matter how you feel like you've disappointed him so much. Doing your own thing. But you can come back. And the Father is going to welcome you. Put a new robe on you. It's called the robe of righteousness. Put a good ring in your hand. That means your royalty. And, and, And yes. You come into his presence. And everything that's evil has to disappear from your life. Because you have come into his presence. We must believe. In, in Matthew chapter 9, the whole Matthew chapter 9 begins with all kinds of miracles. Jesus was in the place and all of a sudden, um, a ruler of the Jew went to him and said, Look, my daughter just died. And I want you to come with me. I want you... Listen. They're telling Jesus what they want. Hello. (laughs) I want you to come with me to my house. And I believe if you put your hand on my dead daughter, uh, she'll live. And guess what? Jesus said, okay. And got up and was going with him. A man telling God what he wanted him to do. And God says, that's why I came. I'm going with you to your house. I've never been there before, but I'll go with you. And on his way to the man's house, a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. He's been flown and the Bible says she's been to different doctors. Some of them gave her a lot of hope. Don't worry, woman. We can take care of this. We've handled that before. No, no. He didn't work. He got worse. And she lost a lot of money. And then, but she heard about Jesus. And Jesus was going to this man's house. And she says, my opportunity has come. I'm going after him. I don't have to talk to him. This is too shameful to talk about in public. But I'll just touch his dress. And I think it's going to be okay. And she knocked everybody around and said, get out of my way. And for 12 years she's been bleeding. You know she didn't have much uh, strength in her, but this was our opportunity. No one's going to take this from her. I don't care. I'm sure they get, what's wrong with this woman pushing me away? And she says, I ain't studying you. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going after him. Okay. And, and she touched him. And Jesus turned around and said, 
And she oh my God, she found, he found out. He knew what happened. Because instantly, she was healed. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Are you willing to touch him this morning? Do you believe if you touch like that woman, he'll heal you instantly? Well, if you don't, then you doubt God. And the scripture says, who has believed our report? But on his way after Jesus, uh, that happened, I'm sure the guy was looking, oh, if I were that guy, I'd be thinking, who did this stuff now? Why do you have to stop him from getting to my home? But the man was still believing because Jesus said, don't worry about it, don't be afraid, I'm still coming. Jesus got there, raised the child from the dead, but I'm going somewhere, yeah? But right after he came from that man's house, immediately two blind men followed him. You can read that in Matthew 9, beginning from 26. They started yelling at him. Son of David, 27 actually, 27 through 29. They started yelling. They followed him. And they were yelling at him. They were blind, two of them. Son of David, what that means, Messiah. You are our Messiah. We deserve for you to heal us. Heal us. Have mercy on us. And Jesus kept going. And they followed him. I don't know how long Jesus walked, but then Jesus walked into a house. They followed him into the house. And then Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I can do this? Guess what they said? Yes, Lord. That's all it takes. Today, when you come up, if you want to be healed, no matter what your condition is, the question is, do you believe that God will heal you now? When? Tomorrow? No. The people said, yeah, right now. Yes. Jesus said, do you believe that I can do this? They said, yes. And Jesus touched their eyes and said to them, Receive your sight, be to you according to the way you're believing. So if you believe this morning, God will heal you. All God's asking for is just believe. How hard is that? Somebody says, well, I'm trying to have faith. I, I don't know about this faith thing. Do you believe that God will keep his promise? Well, that's faith. What more do you want? If you have faith, just like the grain of a mustard seed, that's what Jesus said. I didn't say that. Just as small as that. That's all. Then expect it. Amen? And God will transform it. Look, I'm telling you, God can make a tumor that you can see right in front of you to disappear instantly right here. I'm looking for that. Hello? Well, Jesus is looking for that. So that he show himself to be the son of the living God. And nothing is too, impo- too hard for him. God wants to heal everybody. Everybody, God wants to heal you. If you're sick, he came for you. Because he paid the price for you to be well. That's the truth. It's in the scriptures. God paid the price for you to be well. In Psalm 103, beginning from verse 1, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. How many want to bless God this morning? 
How many will bless the Lord this morning? Can I hear you bless God this morning? You want to bless? That's what I tell my soul. So even if you are not wanting to praise God, to bless God, I want to bless God. Now I command you, join me as I praise the Lord. But he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is inside of me, bless his holy name. I know the sickness inside of you doesn't want to bless his holy name. He's got to get out then. Hello, he's got to leave. Amen. He doesn't want to live because he likes keeping you there and blessing the Lord. That's contrary to what he wants. And so when you're commanding your soul to bless the Lord and everything that's within you, bless his holy name. He says, I don't like blessing the Lord. I'm, I'm out of here. Amen. That easy to get well. That's the truth. That's the truth. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and do not forget all of His benefits. Oh, did you know you got benefits? Some of you have forgotten your benefits. I know you don't forget your benefits where you work. Oh, yes. You don't. If they promise you raise after two years, and you don't get it, you walk to the manager's office, you said... Right? Got my benefits. Right? But God is telling you, don't forget your benefits. Who forgives some of your iniquities? And that would be a lie. He forgives all of your iniquities. Who heals some of your diseases when he's happy? And the day is not happy. He's not. Is that what he says? Absolutely not. Who heals all your diseases? All of them. Who delivers, who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender Tender mercies. And you're thinking, he must be speaking of that other man there. He's, he's a pastor. No, he's talking about you. That thing was written for you. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. Every day. It says his mercies are new every morning. Do we really believe this? Who has believed our reports? We're not experiencing it because we don't believe the report. We want to go by what we see and what we feel. But God says we walk by faith and not by our feelings, not by sight. We go by the word. If God will forgive all your iniquities, he will also heal all your sicknesses and your diseases. Right? That's what he says. All of them, all of them, God will. And in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17, he says, When the evening was come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirit with what? A word. A word. You know what's going to bring healing to your body today? A word. From the word of God. A word. These demons had to leave. And he healed all who were 
sake. Why? That it might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Jesus that evening was fulfilling what was written about him. That it might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. That he himself, Jesus himself, took your, no, our infirmities and bore our diseases. He did that for all of us. He did that for all of us. Let me give you an open secret. I call it an open secret. The Bible tells us this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, it says, And God has appointed these in the church. Is the Ark Fellowship a church? God has appointed these in the church. So God has appointed these things in the church. What are these? First, apostle. And an apostle is a man, right? So God has appointed, we just appointed the president, right? By voting, right? Is he a man? Is he the president? Is he around? Yes. We appointed him. Well, God has appointed in the church first apostles. And then he appointed prophets. The prophet is a man. And then he also appointed teachers. And then he says, after this, guess what after this comes for the church? Miracles! Hello! Do you expect to see a teacher in the church? Right? When you go to church on Sunday, don't you expect to see a teacher, a preacher? Why don't you expect to see a miracle then? Where God has appointed a miracle also. After this, He appointed miracles. Not just miracles. Miracles. The church missing it. Miracles. Why should we expect people healed? God appointed miracles. And after this, miracles. And guess what? The gifts of healings. Can you say it with me? The gifts of healings. Not healing. Gifts. Hello. Gifts. Have you received your gift? Man, what's your problem? <laughs> Why don't you take your gift? You, you don't have hands anymore? Reach out and take your gift. God has appointed this for the church. Miracles. Healings. Tongues, of course. All of these. They have been set up in the church. He's there for us. We just don't acknowledge them. We just don't acknowledge them. We act like, oh wow, I saw one healing the other time. You remember? So he says every church we should come in expecting miracles. If you come to church and pastor is not able to preach every Sunday, would you get back? Hello? We're making Christianity into what it is not. In the early church, you can see that. It was constant, right? It was constant. Now, it's like a strange thing that we see. No. We're going back to Bible days. Can I hear an amen? amen? We're going back to Bible days. Is everyone with me here? Because see, if we have corporate faith and we believe, God's pleased and He shows up big. He's pleased 
and it shows up big. This is the open secret. There are miracles that God has appointed in the church. He wants it to be operating. Just like the pastor teaching every Sunday, God wants miracles every Sunday. God wants the gift of healing every Sunday. It's an open secret. Just let's obey that. You see, God sent His Son to bless you. In Acts chapter 3, verse 26, He says to you first, please point to yourself, to me first. Say it like you mean it, especially if you're sick. To me first. To me first. You're not second. It's you first. Can I hear the word? To me first. God, having raised his son from the dead, right? Sent him to do what? To do what? To do what? To bless you. So if he's blessing you, and you don't feel blessed, maybe you're not receiving your blessing. Put your hand out. I'm going to receive mine today. I'm going to receive mine today. As simple as it, don't make it too difficult. When you make it difficult, you're trying to get some credit. Well, I really had faith. No, you know, just accept it. My brother, you know, when the man of God called, I stood up in faith. Forget all of that nonsense. Just receive. Just receive. Just receive. That's all flesh. Just receive simple. And he says, thank you. When you receive a gift, what do you say? Thank you. And if I try to get your gift, hey, that's my gift. Amen? That's mine. If you put it down somewhere and somebody's reaching out, hey, don't, that's my gift. Amen? It's because now it's yours. And you're protecting your gift. How many will protect your gift from God this morning? How many will receive and protect your gift? It's for every one of you. It don't matter how long you've been sick, God wants to make you well. And I'm not just talking about physical healing. I'm talking about your finances also. Your relationship. Whatever kind of healing you need from God, that's why He came. That's why He came. The Bible tells us in uh, Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and with power, who went about, that means he was sent, who went about doing good, healing everyone who was oppressed by the devil. You know what that says? Sickness is an oppression from the devil. You think God's part of that? Absolutely not. It's an oppression. And I don't want the devil oppressing me. Amen? I don't want the devil oppressing me. Thank God I can go to the Father. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Come boldly before the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So your time of need, if you call, God will answer. And I'm going to close with this scripture and then we'll start praying. I mean, this part, the role of confidence in God. That God will keep His word to you. God promised. God tells us 
I am not a man that I should lie. A son of man should repent. Or go back on his word. I can't fulfill it. He says, if I said it, I'll do it. If I have spoken, I'll make my word good. And the Bible says God is watching over his word to perform it. So this morning when you stand up, God's saying, uh-oh, he's getting up now. Let's get ready. He's ready to receive. We cannot disappoint him. Amen? Because God's faithful to his word. First John chapter 3, verse 21, it says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. That word confidence is faith towards God. When your heart is condemning you, it's hard to have faith or trust God to do what he said he'll do for you. So what we want to do, because just by hearing me speak, because I'm coming from the word of God, guess what? There is being birthing you right now faith from heaven for your healing. Because that's what the word says. But if you're still struggling... That's probably because there's something wrong. Maybe you have not, you're, there's some, you're not forgiving somebody. Maybe you're holding something against somebody that's wronged you. And so you have no confidence. And really you can't help yourself. That's just the way it is. Or you're doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing. And so you haven't really asked God for forgiveness. So it's hard to believe him. That's what he was saying there. If your heart does not condemn you, then you got faith, confidence in God. So if you are thinking, well, maybe I'll go up and be healed, maybe something is not right. And the way to do it, get that taken care of right now before you come for prayer. And guess what? God will heal you. No doubt about it. So we have confidence. And then it says, and whatever we ask, we receive from him. Once you have that confidence and you've spoken to God, taking care of all of the things that will hinder your confidence, we know that whatever you ask, you receive. So if you ask for healing, that's exactly what you will get. Because you have kept His commandment. What's His commandment? You ask for mercy. Amen? You ask for mercy. You ask to be made right. And you do what was pleasing inside. What was pleasing inside? All of us have sinned. When we come to Him for mercy, that's something that's pleasing in His sight. Because you are honoring His Father. I mean His Son, who paid the price for you. And then confidence comes into your heart. He says, this is His commandment. Guess what His commandment is? To believe in the name. That's above every name. Believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He gave us commandment. Amen? God wants to heal everyone who is sick this morning. And so we start praying without wasting time. We will pray. All right. Our heads bowed. First thing we need to do is if there's something that's in your heart 
against somebody or you've done something wrong, we need to take care of that right now. Amen? We need to take care of that. I'm going to give you time to talk to your God. I say, I feel led and say, God, you know, I'm sorry. If somebody's offended you, I found out is if you hold bitterness against them, you're going to be sick. Just let it go. It's not worth it. No matter what they've done for against you, let it go and say, God, I forgive the person. I, I, I need my healing. I don't want to be sick. No matter what they've done, no matter who did it to you, you don't have to be their friend, but you can forgive them. Sometimes it's hard to go back and be friends with them. But you can forgive them. And God will forgive and 